0: Welcome to Shining Bright, the FarmHer radio show all about women doing great things. Women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. Women following their passion, taking action, and making a difference for themselves and others. Join me, Margie, as your host on Shining Bright by FarmHer. Hello and welcome to Shining Bright. We're in the studio this morning and uh it's not so bright outside. We're in like this pattern of forever never-ending rain here.
1: Yep. On so, and off all morning.
0: I know, I know, right? Um but it's okay. You know, here's something funny. I just spent and I know um in many parts of the country they're dealing with like this odd heat, right? Like it has yes. been super hot. And so a couple of days ago I got the chance to go we have a we have um a conservation area in a county that we live in. And I got the chance to go to the prairie with my daughter's fifth grade class.
1: And you're laughing over here because you already know. Because I've already been and I didn't sign up the second time.
0: No, it was like... (laughs) Um, 90 degrees with like 100% humidity that day and no you know, shade. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if you look up the definition of a prairie, it might talk about all of the actual things in a prairie, but there's there's no trees, trees are not one of them. And when you go mm-hmm. hang out there for six hours and with a bunch of fifth graders on top of it. Right. So and yeah. required jeans and long pants. Oh my gosh, yes, which I did because I, I wore my farm hair uniform, honestly. Like right. I put on my like hiking boots that are waterproof and my uh, jeans. So I'm I'm used to like prepared. sweating through my jeans. Like this is a normal thing because I never ever wear shorts on farm her, but just because right. you never know when you're going to have to like, you know, bend down yeah. and like put your knees on the ground <laughs> and, and what they're going to be in or huh. whatever, you know. So um, anyway, that is not what our topic is today, but welcome to... Right. My Always brain. start with the
1: weather, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest way to start. It is. Um, so today we're going to be talking to someone that actually, Aaron, you're, uh, yeah. Uh, Joey's story started with you. I was, I was the one who met Joey initially. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about what that path has been with her. Um, but she recently told me that she wrote a book called "Girls' Guide to Personal Finance." And um, so I I read some of it last night. But funny thing is, we were just talking
1: about this yesterday. Right. About retirement and personal finances and having everything in order. And how tough that is to like actually sit down and deal with. Right.
0: Um, You know, and and I know that we aren't the only ones that struggle with that. I mean, these are the... the things that feel like insurmountable decisions. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it'd just be easier to go like surf
1: on Amazon and find something right. that and makes then me feel this, like I'm happy. Yeah. And they're like some of the most important things, right? Yeah, they're yeah. super important in the grand scheme and yeah. planning and they security are. and I everything know. else.
0: And so I was reading this book last night and, and again, we'll get more into it, but it it had a lot of tips of like, you know, it might feel better than thinking about these tough things to just go, you know uh, shopping or go get on Amazon, but think how much better you feel when your, your financial house is in order. And the interesting thing, and I'm sure she'll talk more about this is, um, she wrote the book from a not a standpoint of like, you need to be rich, right? But from a standpoint, but how of, do you, you need to be able to take care okay of yourself
1: on your own. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like if you have to make a, a life changing decision, if, if someone treats you like crap and you need to leave your job, which I I can understand that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, do you have your financial house in order so that you can make a
1: decision that is best for you? Mm-hmm. And there's such good things that, um, I, I've always had to, I've always wanted to have my own ability to be independent right. for those reasons. Yeah. And I hope I can instill that in my daughter. So, um, yeah. I'm excited to hear about her book and, I am too. and my son, I mean, anybody like you should be able to be independent if you need to in a tough situation.
0: Yeah. And, and she talked about this in the book that, um, the majority of people, uh, the, of women, you know, and and I, I luckily don't count myself in this category. Maybe because I was raised by a, a very strong, hard headed, independent uh, woman, independent woman who maybe did find herself in this situation a little bit too, and had to figure out how to, how it to all out. come back out of it, yes. right? But and maybe that's where I get my like. I have never assumed that I'm going to have to rely on somebody else, mm-hmm. right? I mean. Mm-hmm. I know that
1: I have the ability I might at times in our lives, we all we have may to rely. On rely yes. But yeah. if I needed to jump up on my own two feet, I can you can do it. And do and I it. think that's where the power
0: lies. in knowing that if if it all gets wiped away, you can jump you can back up and still be okay on your own. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a lot of power and importance in that so, statement,
0: so much. I agree. I agree. So I'm excited to talk to her more about that. She, I mean, she's got many other things about her that, that she does are going to be yeah. great. I mean, yeah. yeah, she's she's a very um, she's got a lot of depth to her as as a woman and um, someone that I know everybody will enjoy hearing from. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, speaking of young women, um, while we're not going to be talking finance, we are going to be talking growing as young women. November fifteenth, tickets are on sale right now at farmher.com and Our 20th and final grow event 20th and final grow event and we are filming a television show there so On out with to bang be cool yep. yeah yeah we've got some uh really strong lineup of women on the stage and we're going to be talking about confidence where we get it how we build it and uh kind of just digging into where those women get their things so looking uh, forward to it yeah so again farmherd.com get your tickets now they're gonna sell out for grow on november 15th we'll be right back with joy beach Hey,
2: this is Katie Crowe, owner of Uplift Fitness Studio.
0: Uplift Fitness Studio is a boutique fitness studio located right in the heart of Grimes, Iowa, in the Governor's District. Uplift offers a variety of group fitness classes such as yoga, cardio, Zumba, bar and strength classes. All new students can get their first week free with no obligation. At Uplift Fitness, we are passionate about uplifting women in our community to be strong, healthy, and happy. We strive to make a difference in their lives by creating an environment that allows our members to obtain their fitness goals and enjoy their experience in comfort and safety. Visit our website today at www.upliftfitnessstudio.com. Welcome back to Shining Bright. So we now have the woman of the hour that we were talking about in the very beginning. Joey Beach is in the studio with us. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Um, I'm I'm so excited to have you here. Um, so I think first off we need to
1: tell people how we know Joey. So Aaron, story. Aaron, you you start this yeah, because so it all starts with Aaron. It does. And this know. was almost well, not quite a year ago at our grow event yep. in Ankeny, mm-hmm. and Joey was there with with D Yep. And I was just walking around all of our booths and she said, she pulled me aside. She said, Hey, and she had a Goldman Sachs um, flyer and said, I think this would be great for Margie. Will you share this with her? I know she's busy. And we kind of looked over it and I probably asked you some questions. And so I did. You showed me right away that day. So I walked over probably about 10 minutes later and found Margie before I think we were kicking off something in the, the main area and said, Hey, check this out. And, and you looked at it. She looked at it and initially was like, oh, yeah. And then that was kind of that. Um, but then you caught her that day, though, too, then later. So yeah, you got hit twice that day with Goldman Sachs. And- yeah,
0: I did. I, I mm-hmm. didn't remember. Now I just thought of this. I asked, like, can my husband come, too? You know, because we're like behind the scenes. Like, and uh, you got the answer for that. No, it's just one person. But yeah, um, yeah thanks for approaching
1: Aaron, yeah like, it was it, cool though because it really did change a I lot think of things for the us. thing that stuck out for me was that you recognized something too like i we'd love to have margie apply for this mm-hmm. i think this would be great for farm her and um so that was neat and yeah. and it's nice see it takes it takes that sometimes somebody saying hey
2: it often takes many nudges Right. Before we go, right. You know, that sounds like a good idea, but there's so many good ideas coming at us these days that Uh it takes a couple nudges before that light really goes on. Yeah. Because it's a commitment. You've got to put some time and energy into it, but it's a great program. And everybody we know who's gone through it has um, spoken really highly of it and talked about how it's life changing. So yeah, I'm glad that connection it worked. worked. Yeah, it I worked. know. I, I think it's funny
0: how like, you know, almost a year later, like, here we sit, right? Yeah. But I, I think that to me was the other really cool thing about the program is the the doors that it opened up of meeting people and, you know, just kind of reinforcing like, get out there and talk to people and, you know, go be a part of this community because that's also where growth happens. And funny thing, like we tell people that all the time, but
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing exactly. it Entrepreneurship it can be very isolating. isolating and it's amazing how many cool things can happen when entrepreneurs start talking together. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I mean um,
0: from the beginning of the class, I remember thinking like these people, you know, in, in my group, there's a guy who has a company that creates videos for um, human resource type of training. And there's a guy who runs a senior care company and there's someone who, um, has a veterinary clinic and, you know, um, a marketing company, which actually isn't too far off from what we do. But, um, I just remember thinking, like, I don't, I don't quite understand how these people are going to like be the, the mesh. Right. But at the end of the day, like we all have the same problems. Yep. We, we all have the, the same bumps in the road. Yeah. And I just, um, I swear people probably think I'm like getting like funded by Goldman Sachs on the backside and I'm actually (laughs) not. Would that be nice? I know. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yesterday we were at a chamber event and um, this lady came up to me afterwards and she was like, I started filling out the application, but I just don't think I have the time. My head is underwater. I can't, I, but I, I can't keep going at this pace and I'm not sure what to do. And I'm like, you need to finish that application right now is what you need to do because for all those reasons. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, and she was like, I just am struggling with, you know, cash flow, and, um, I need more employees and to get the work done. But like, I have to, and I was like, all those things, all, all those things you have to, you have to sign up for this class. So she was like, you think so? And I was like, I think so. No, like, so actually, I think I need to follow up with her in like a week. And, just to and sure nudge her. See, there because you go. Erin nudged me quite a bit, and you nudged Erin. So, <laughs> yes. If you know somebody, I think the lesson to this is: uh, don't just be a, a cheerleader for yourself. Be a cheerleader for someone else too, right? Like if you know someone else is going to grow through something, whether it's Goldman Sachs or whatever that is, that's that's really important. So this is not the way that I had our script set up, but this is what this has already been the de- name of the day with the way that this episode is going. So Joey, um, I would love now that we've already talked about that you are part of the Goldman Sachs program, um, to have a little background on you. Where are you from? What has your career, uh, been, you know, like tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you've done in your life so far.
2: Sure. Well, I grew up in the twin cities, okay. which is all around from the far out sticks to down in you know, the university of Minnesota, um, right in the heart of it. Um, uh, but throughout all of that I had family who had farms and so that was where we went in the summers and did other things and of course I did my as soon as I was of age I went bean walking for the summer yes. to keep me out of the city and out of trouble right of and, passage <laughs> exactly exactly everybody should do that too bad it's kind of gone by the wayside but yeah. um then while I was at the University of Minnesota I through a family event met a young man from Iowa and we fell in love, and so after I graduated, I moved to Northern Iowa in Algona. Okay, spent a couple of years there, and fortunately for me, there was a company—it's Pharmacist Mutual, so small niche insurance company. Okay, oh, um, insurance yeah. in Iowa, weird. Uh, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> which um, was great training ground for me because then my husband got a job offer in near Des Moines. And so moving to Des Moines, where there's a ton of insurance companies, I was fortunate. I got on with one of the majors Mm -hmm. and basically spent about 20 years in the insurance industry. I had lots of different roles and responsibilities, but one of the great things about um, that was they were really about immersing into really know the product, really research, know the contract, know everything, not only that we're selling and that we produce, but know how it fits in somebody's full financial life. And that was great training for me. So I got paid to learn about personal finance. Yeah. And um, so, you know, 20 years later, my uh, son was a couple years from graduating. And I was had the corporate job and all the stuff, and then realized I'm going to miss his last couple years at home. Yeah. So Things came along, and I had an opportunity to take a new job closer to home, mm-hmm. a lot more flexible. So I left the corporate gig, and then a couple years later, my daughter was um, about to graduate. She got a job offer, and she had these great questions. You know, mm-hmm. okay, can if I accept this, will I be able to have my own apartment? Because I don't want to live here anymore if I have to have a roommate. Right, and. You know, how should I, what kind of benefit should I accept? And what, you know, all the things that go with that. Yeah. And so I've obviously worked th- through all of those. But then we were thinking, you know, what about her friends? Mm-hmm. And what about, they have even more debt than she did. They had um, a lot more challenges. Mm-hmm. So who's going to help them? Right. And maybe their parents don't have that background. So I literally in the car one day was telling my husband, you know, I had looked for books, I had looked for resources. There really weren't any out there that were interesting, Mm -hmm. that were objective, that were- covered everything you probably wanted to cover. Right, Right. so um, I, you know, offhand I said, you know, somebody should write a book. And he goes, yeah, you should. (laughs) I'm like, okay, maybe. (laughs) And started drafting an outline and then kismically through other things. um, I had already worked with an editor on something different and so I had a great editor and we just grinded it out for about a year and a half. And the result was a girl's guide to personal finance. Oh, my gosh. Oh,
0: yeah. So that's a windy path and through like, right, like yeah. the corporate world to uh, and and you still are at that other job, right? Like yes. this. Yeah, the, this the, is a side the, gig. The author this is, is, is right. a side gig. Yeah. Um, so, Okay. Well, I have a lot of questions. I actually sat down last night and started reading a girl's guide to personal finance and, um, very enjoyable, very enjoyable book. So, um, I've got a bunch of things that I highlighted and a whole bunch more questions here. So everybody who's listening, stick with us. You're going to learn a little bit about finance today. Hey guys, this is Margie from FarmHer. I want to remind you all that we have some really fun, functional, cute merchandise out on our store at farmher.com and fall has arrived in the FarmHer market. We've got some new sweatshirts, hoodies, one of my favorite windbreakers out there. So check it out at farmher.com. And while you're there, be sure to use the code SHININGBRIGHT and save 10% just for our listeners. Welcome back to Shining Bright. As you heard in the first segment, we are here in the studio. Erin and I are with Joey Beach, who uh, Joey has spent a career in the financial services industry, I guess I would say, and uh, took all that knowledge and has recently become an author. Um, So um, you mentioned that your husband kind of like put this idea out there. So, you know, we were talking about needing nudges. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you, you got yours. Did he have to nudge you again?
2: Um, or were you like, yeah, I'm gonna run with this right now? You know, actually, I think it was multiple nudges through the entire process. Yeah, it, because at every stage, you know, there's some parts where it just flowed, and I could remember sitting at the coffee shop going, "Yes, this is meant to be," because you could just kind of feel it as it was as I was writing. But then there were other points where it's like, "Oh, this is really hard," and and then or I'd get edits back, and it's like oh, I've, the next step. And it's, you know, an 18-month process. And um, so there's a lot to it. I needed a lot of nudges. And then more so towards the end, it's like, just finish. Yeah, It's time. Who cares? It's time just, to let it go. Get it done. And, right. Just and wrap out. it up. And then I was just mentioning, and then I had put it out, got it to the person who does the formatting. And then he made me aware that I, some of my references aren't going to fit the format. I'm like, okay. So then I had to go back through everything and modify that. So it's a process. um, But, and I needed many nudges throughout the entire thing to get it done.
0: Okay. So I do, I mean, I often, people are often like, you should write a book and I'm immediately like, that sounds overwhelming. So I am interested um, and, and I hear other people say, I want to write a book. And I'm like, good for you. That sounds yeah. uh, scary to me from the outside looking in. So what was like the first, I mean, obviously you, you said you started an outline, but did you have to, um, you knew somebody who could edit the book for you already? Did you have to like amass a team of some sort? Like you said that there was a person who formatted it for you. How did you even figure you get these it. things
2: out? Right. Fortunately, What I did is I started talking to and connecting with other authors. There's a number in our area and I had friends who knew them. And though I never connected directly with, often they get a lot of questions. So they had posted or had information and said, okay, have her go start here. And um, so I would go there and I would follow that. And then when I got to the next step, I would always be able to find somebody who helped with that next step. I love it. So, that um, a lot of it was just other authors in the area. And I look at their book and I would buy their books and then go, oh, in it, they give credits to the person who formatted it. I'm oh, going yeah, to connect with that some. person. So, it w- a big credit to a lot of other authors who were willing to share um, their resources and how they did it. And sometimes rather
0: than being scared, it's just put yourself out there and ask, right? Yes. I think that's always the hard part. Like I'm sure that they were happy to share their knowledge because they had to figure it out at some point on their own.
2: Right, right. Mm -hmm. But you're right. It's putting yourself out there because when you hit publish, that's a scary moment. I've I remember that it's like ooh I'm really go. putting go myself out there yeah yeah yep. um, and, and it's gonna be and it's print. out <laughs> people can say bad <laughs> things about me now or they can
0: put this down now I I mean I remember that about farm her too like uh go yes and and then what happens right and there is some bad but there's there's more good than bad I think right like right and so it's it's a cool thing well congratulations to you for putting Thank yourself you. out there that's that's the biggest step right um so let's see, where do I want to go next? So I I definitely want to get into some of the meat of the book, but I do, we, we've been talking a lot about confidence on our shows lately, and it's a theme that we're going to bring through to Mm -hmm. our final grow event that we're having this fall. Um, and so confidence, it says, uh, in looking this up can be described as a belief in oneself and one's ability to succeed. Um, and I, used to think that like, oh man, that person's so lucky. They just have all that confidence. But I think I've come to realize that it's, it's a journey, right? Yes. So can you tell us a little bit maybe about your journey? Cause you uh, strike me as someone who has a lot of confidence. I mean, oh, you go out well, there and you. and you wrote a book, you, you know, you are operate in a world where um, many times women don't know where, where to go in the world of finance, right? Like y- you've got it. And so tell me a little bit about your confidence journey. Like, do you remember a time when something changed maybe in your life that helped build your confidence, right? Like, or or something because like, I, I equate this almost to like the Goldman Sachs program. Like, uh, I was running a business before that, but but interestingly enough, some of the things that they shoved us through, I came out of it going, oh, I got this. I didn't know that I got this, but I got this. So like almost holding up a mirror in front of you. Do you have any of those moments in your life that have helped build your confidence?
2: Yes, but most of them, I didn't know it at the time. It's hindsight. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, I call it grit a lot of times because I don't necessarily consider myself to be confident, but Mm -hmm. I've been through a lot. And some of that were really things I didn't want to even go through. (laughs) But in the process, I went, oh, now I've been through that. And I have some of those experiences where I can say, yeah, that was really tough. And so what I'm facing today, it's no tougher than that. Or when I face something tough before... I got through, it. got through it, so that it's it's a m- lot of little things that yeah. I've gotten through and had to grind out. Yeah. And I think it's those things that have built my confidence more than anything. Because yeah. um, truth be told, there's a lot of days where I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. But um,
0: oh, me too. I always say, "There's yes, those days same. I say I don't got this. I, I right. don't really right. think I do." I mean, even this morning, I was really doubting myself on something that yesterday I was like, "I got so this. good about yeah, right." And, and this morning, I'm like, what? "Do I got this? I don't know." <laughs> mm-hmm. But but I do think it's interesting. Like, um, you are engaged in your community. You put yourself out there in a lot of different things. And to me, when I look when I look at you or Aaron or myself, like those are the things that force you into doing something different where you do build confidence, even though it's an after the fact.
1: Yeah. And I love that you said that it was, it was hindsight. And that's so true. Cause we've asked this question a couple of times, like how do you build your confidence? Where do you get your confidence from? And you don't always know at the time No, and it is in hindsight. And then that just helps you tackle the next thing, which in turn,
2: (laughs) I think part of it is taking on something that's scary. Yes. Cause a lot of people want to do a lot of things. It's actually putting yourself out there Mm-hmm. taking that leap and then also you know one of my tactics is go okay if i'm really worried about this ask myself what's the worst case scenario yeah yes. what's the
1: worst that could happen yeah. and
2: and if it's something i've either dealt with before or i know i can deal with it's like okay take a breath and then do it and then see where you land right so it's truly kind of that kind of mental leap of faith right i love that and i love that you said
1: grit cuz that's a word that i think i could i associate with confidence and yeah Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't come easily. It, no. it's, it's not as a, a something that's like all wrapped up with a nice, pretty bow. No. Um, so, you were just talking about that confidence that, um, that, that brought me to this quote that I have open in your book. And it's the first thing that I, I noticed when I read it last night. It said, Certainly, having money is the goal, at least for me. But what gives me a sense of independence is the knowledge that if everything was gone tomorrow, I would know what to do to get back on my feet. And I think that was probably the best thing that I, I pulled out of your book, right? For for young women or, or any women, like and Aaron and I talked about this already. We pride ourselves on on that, right? That yeah. we, we can put ourselves back on our feet. Even like you have times in your life where you might rely on somebody else. Yes. But absolutely. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, but Mm-hmm. Always be able to help yourself. And that's the premise of this whole book.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe it's the um the good and the bad of starting at a low point. Yeah. That you can go, Okay, it's getting better. And even though I wanna go further, I know if I go back, I can I can pick myself okay. back up again. And I can start over if I need to. Yep. Yeah.
1: Confidence in financial planning,
2: right? I know, there. right,
0: right. And and that confidence in yourself. Like I I mean, even if you're going like I, I don't I don't have this on some days, you know putting yourself out there and doing those things and and adding all that to your like bags that you carry along with you, I think Mm -hmm. is the key to to jumping back on your feet. So we've got more to come from a girl's guide to personal finance. We're really going to dig into it here in this next segment. So stick with us. Hey everybody, this is Margie guiler Alanese from Shining Bright by FarmHer. I want to tell you about a friend, a community member, a business owner that we really believe in. Our house was kind of a shell when we bought it and we've been working on updating and changing and adding things on. And we found a local contractor that we can trust, that we love the work that they do, and that is Remodel Works. Check them out at RemodelWorksDB.com. They're right here in Central Iowa. You'll love them. we are back here at shining bright and this is an episode all about a girl's it's not all about a girl's guide to personal finance obviously you're talking about all kinds of things here but i think it's a really interesting conversation and one that i'm excited to have so joey um in writing this book what was your what 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 like behind the scenes really i mean obviously you said that you know finding um something to help your daughter, you know, right. as she was a young adult or, or thinking more about her friends who maybe didn't have the resources that your daughter had. But can you tell me a little bit more about the background in your life that like kind of pushed you to go, I I need to have my financial house in order?
2: Oh, well, that was very clear. My mother raising me. So um, my father had a number of um, issues mm-hmm. and which resulted in him leaving the house And putting my mother in a position where she had to, and this is in the 70s, she had to find a way to keep a roof over our heads. And there were three kids. How do you do that? And I was at a very formative age and watched her. And talk about grit. A lot of my grit came from watching her. And so because of that, through our conversations, she really instilled in me. And um, when I was dating or something, she's like, never get married until you can raise three kids on your own. And yeah. I'm like, Oh my goodness, I'll never be able to get we married. Miss-
1: <laughs> you
0: standard. Yeah. I just said this to my 18 uh, year old niece. I was, we were talking about college and I was, she, she doesn't think she wants to go. And I was like, here's the thing. You need to be able to take care of yourself and a kid. Like I, at some point in, in life, like you might have the best partner in the world, but like, stuff happens, life happens and never go into this thinking that you're going
2: to rely on somebody else. Right. So I love that. Well, and I think we have, we become a better partner if we are truly that and not relying on somebody else to provide everything for us. I firmly believe that one of the reasons I benefit from a strong marriage now is because it's a partnership. And I know that everything fell apart, I would be okay. And I would find a way. Mm -hmm. And I think as a result, I'm a stronger person and more, more happy to be around. And I'm Mm -hmm. not this needy, Person, right. And it makes um, your partnership to come back
1: to. more, I mean, it's, it's true. It's They're not respectful. relying on anything yes. Yes. else. And it's, it's not like, that we true. make
2: equal amounts of money no. or that it's tip for tap for anything. Is part but, of it. Right. But we all bring something to the table and yes. I think it makes me a better person, a happier person. And that has to just strengthen all the relationships you're in. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's confidence that you can take I care think of yourself. it is. It helps yes. you navigate that,
0: like yeah. w- whatever, because... Um and yeah this is why I was like I mean you don't have to like go to years of college but just go take take a class you know as I told her like you have to arm yourself with something mm-hmm. right. you do you just have to yeah and um like just do it you and, know
2: and a lot of it doesn't have to be big money no. because there's a, and I think part of you know when we look at sending kids going to college part of the equation they should be evaluating is what do I want to do and what will that pay me? What yeah. um, you know, It's not about all the dollar and cents, but will I be able to make a living that will sustain the lifestyle I want? Right. And there's a lot of careers these days that don't require a lot of college. It requires technical skills. It mm-hmm. requires other things. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be go get into debt and get a master's degree. Right. Although when I was young, I, I had that thought. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, he wants two I kids. That. I also did. <laughs> he wants two kids. I'm going to have to have a master's degree in order to support that. Yeah. Well, you know, then oh, farther into my career, I had two small children. I had a couple, a lot of classes left mm-hmm. before I was going to get a master's and my job they clearly said that's that that's great but yeah. that's that's not what you need to succeed and get ahead here mm-hmm. so that was great so i went okay i don't, I don't have, to have to try to take this. classes on top of raising no. a child on top of you have to, like, be doing able to sustain my sustain your life right mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that's that's what you really need to do and i think one of the messages i also tried to get across in the book is it's about managing what you have Some of that is trying to increase your income, but a lot of it is also living with what you already have. have. And I like you said that before, like this
1: book isn't about getting rich. It's about taking care of yourself and what you need to do and know.
2: Right. Because there's a lot of high income earners who aren't rich. They're earning a big living and a lot of money, but they're they're spending spending even more. And they, in a lot, and we saw this with the crash of 08, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who look like they totally had it. And the minute we had a ripple in the economy, it fell apart. And that's another reason that I wanted this book out there is because those ripples will happen. Right. But if you manage, you keep your expenses in line, you mm-hmm. have a savings account. I, I talk about, I think the savings account is the best sleep aid there is. I if love you that. have some money in the bank, you sleep you better. You sleep well. You know, you might go hear the nightly news and all horrible things are about to happen um, or have happened. But if you go, okay, well, I know I've got enough to sustain myself. I've got enough for next next month. I've got enough to cover me for whatever that is. That's huge. And it allows you, I think, to make better decisions mm-hmm. for yourself short-term and long-term. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, this is a little further into the book as I was reading last night, but the, the ways that you give people to... Easily do that, right? Like it, cause it, it feels like a mountain sometimes when you go, I don't have savings and, and I'm already in this situation where, how do I get there? This is how much money I make. And I have rent and I have childcare and I have all these things every month, but, but your simple solution of just set up some, it's the same premise as 401k, right? Just make the money just a little bit, you know, and go somewhere it, else yes,
2: before yep. you even touch it and yeah. then live off of what you What's know that you have. Mm-hmm. Is, it's amazing what you can do yeah. when you um, set your mind to it and when you start thinking about it. One of the things that, and one of the reasons I love young children getting out into the workforce early or earning money is they can start making that evaluation. Ooh, I really feel like I need this But in reality, I could get by with the old computer I have. I could get by with my, even though I'm ready for an upgrade, I could get by another year with the same phone and be just fine. be okay. All of those things. And I think once you have a little bit and you start seeing the account and you see, oh, well, now I have a few dollars in there. Mm-hmm. And when I go to the store, I might be less tempted and go, would I rather have that? Yeah. Or would I rather have a few extra in my account?
1: Yeah. And because
2: save like other pair of jeans doesn't a ultimately picked. Yeah. Like
0: yep. having that other pair of jeans doesn't like change your whole life, you know? And I think once you like get through that uh, with yourself a little yeah. bit, you kind of can see that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It's not going to buy you more friends. It's not going to make your life
2: easier, but but having security yeah. will Yes. Yeah. That's huge and it's it's but that's not advertised. Nobody talks about that very rarely. Yeah. So how yeah, like, what
1: makes the money in the world go around, right? Right. And yeah. this is like a basic. Like this should be a basic. I know. Of like exiting your home as an 18 or 19 year old. Like this is just it seems like it should just be a staple yeah. of of education and I just ordered your book, so <laughs> okay. it will be How a stay book on Amazon. <laughs> okay. I went right to Amazon and there it was. Love it. It will be here on Sunday. Well, funny thing. I mean, instant gratification world that um, we live right. in. <laughs> Last night,
0: uh, I was, you know, going through my notes for this show and I was like, oh, I'll just check on Kindle. Boom. I have Kindle Unlimited and I had and it like, went. in like five seconds and <sighs> I read. It, it is a nice um, quick read. Like it's... Mm-hmm. it it's not like you have to be like a financial guru to read this book, right? Like it's it's written from a standpoint of, I get this, I understand this, like, and I know this basic concept, but it's nice to for me to revisit it. Yeah. And if it's the first time you're learning it, it's an easy way to learn it.
2: I, one of the best compliments I got was somebody saying, I actually enjoyed this. I think that is <laughs> I huge. I think I would.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're like, thank it's, you. It's finance. <laughs> Not
2: a lot of people go, oh, that'll be fun. I really liked yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: great. It's,
0: it's true. Like it's one of those things we tend to avoid. So we've got more coming up. We've got a little bit more about the book here in our next segment. So stick with us on Shining Bright. Hey, this is Melissa with Tin Roof Market. Just wanna share with you some of the products we make using goat's milk from our family farm. We make a variety of soaps and lotions using the goat's milk along with other natural ingredients, adding essential oils and fragrances to give them that amazing smell. Some of the scents to choose from are lavender oatmeal, double mint, eucalyptus spearmint, sweet orange, and many more. We also make a variety of lip balm, lip scrubs, and sugar scrubs. If you'd like to find out more, please check us out at www.tinroofmarket.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram. Welcome back to Shining Bright. We are talking about a girl's guide to personal finance, um, and and I absolutely love it. I think it's it should be like like you said, it's a required class to get out of high school or something. Right. And maybe there are finance classes. In and high I need schools, to
2: educate myself a little but, better.
0: I'm not. I, I'm sure there are. I just don't know. Like, is everybody taking them? It, well, and it goes back it to it feels like it's going to be harder than something I want to deal with, so I mm-hmm. tend to shy away from those things. Right? Like, right. I don't want to deal with my accounting today, so I'll do. I'll work on a pretty picture instead, right? Like that's, that's, that is actually the inside of my brain. Um, but so I did this, this is another piece that I highlighted in the book. And a lot of these are very early on in the book that I highlighted, but I I loved it. And it spoke to me as average American parents. I'm sure my husband and I contributed to this expectation Inequality. If Gail wanted to go to a movie, my husband, Doug, handed her $20. If David wanted to go to a movie, Doug asked him if he had the money to go and where he thought he was going to get it. Gail was also my shopping buddy, but it was like pulling teeth to get David to go shopping, even to get something he really needed like dress pants for the dance he was going to in a few hours. Oh my gosh. I feel like I was reading this and I yeah I feel like that was happening in my life on Saturday. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it actually was. We tried to treat them as equals when it came to money, but I'm sure they noticed the subtle differences as they were growing up. Mm-hmm. And these are conversations, even with my kids are uh, little, you know, they're eight, mm-hmm. they're eight and 10. Um, yeah. M- my daughter loves to go shopping with me. And I had this situation where I remember coming home and telling Tony, I almost killed my son I swear because he wouldn't try on pants and target and I felt like I had to like wrestle them on to him and I was like I can't handle this and he just didn't it, it's so funny but but these subtle differences right and yeah. I think as parents um like we we fall into these roles I find it really interesting um in our household because t- uh my husband Tony does want to make life easy for my daughter, right? Like he does. He's like, I want to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And whereas I'm maybe a little harder on her and be like, you have to do this, this, and this, if you're going to get here. But on the converse, when it comes to our son, he's like the same thing. Like, how do you think you're going to do that? You better figure this out, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> and so it is this interesting thing, but it, it it it's funny how I like to think that I've got this all figured out, right? Yeah. I don't. I know I don't have it all right. figured out, but same. I'm like, we are this is a household of strong, confident women. Like, you know, we got this. And then I read this and I'm like, you're you're right. We kind of have that same thing that we're doing here.
2: Well, and I think it's natural for, in particular, fathers want to dote over their daughters and, and take care of them and then toughen up their sons, which is good. But we also have to understand, you know, and we tried, how do we make it equal? How do we make sure that... If we're contributing to their success and, you know, whether that's, you know, clothing when they're in high school or college or, you know, the car they drive and all of those things, how do we treat them as best as possible the same. You know, it's kind of yeah. like at Christmas, you know, everybody's got to have the same, same number amount. of packages yeah. to open up and then, you know, fortunately we've kind of got past that point a little bit, but we're still very conscious of that. We want to make sure that we're giving them both equal because our love for them is both equal, but it's hard to do that. And by nature, I grew up shopping with my mom, but we had no money. So a lot of our shopping what I realized was looking back It was, it was our entertainment. We could, especially in Minnesota where it's really cold, we could go go walk around and we could talk and have these great conversations and we'd get a little exercise. Mm -hmm. It would get me off the couch and we would walk around and look at things and go, Oh, we really like that. If we were rich, we'd buy that. Oh, you know what? Even if I was rich, I'd never buy that. And (laughs) you know, just that type of socializing, but it tends to be more ladies doing it. And, um, I don't have as much insight on the guys. That's why it's harder for me to get the guy's guide come out and yeah. get it done. I've been asked for that multiple times. I'm working on it, but I need more perspective on that.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, Aaron, I mean, you've got a son who's in early teenage years, right? Right. And I'm, I'm sure that... Even, I mean, while this from Joy's perspective is from a woman's perspective, it, it's important to, yeah. I, I've heard you over here going, yes, oh gosh, this, yes, you yes, know, yes. we need this and, right. and you just were in this situation, like yeah. you said. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and it is, I mean, I feel like we are, we haven't instilled a, a little bit, but I feel like it's at a really critical point right now where we're going to have to yeah. make sure there's some awareness and some understanding. And um, so this is a timely conversation for my son. And my daughter can watch, yeah. like she does with everything else. She'll be next. But yeah, it's it is it's interesting and yeah, and it's been pretty easy <laughs> for him. And yeah. so well, it and needs to we, get real. I mean, we. I'm not going to prepare him for anything if right. I don't do this and and give him these tools. Well, so. a lot of
2: it's the experience because the. You know, one of the things I talk about in the book is the math isn't the hard part. It's the awareness. It's the self-discipline. Right. It's un, it's the calculation. If I buy this, that means I have to work this many hours. That's why with our kids, I loved having them work for somebody else because it required them to be accountable to somebody else because me telling them to clean their room didn't work really well. So certainly right. doing other things. But then when they had their own paycheck, yes, it became very real. Yeah. Oh, if I buy this, that means I've had to work two hours yeah, to right. do that. So it becomes a different calculation. We'd go shopping. And if it was just throw it in the cart, mom's buying, everything got thrown in the cart. Oh, yeah. If it was, here's, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. you buy what you want. Yeah. Suddenly the decision as much more discerning went into yeah. it and mm-hmm. they're like, hmm, maybe I'll wait or no, I'll buy this one. That's less expensive. It's just as good. Yep. It's a whole different ball game when it's your money. So um, encouraging them to, to, to earn that. their own. And, yeah. to ha- and even if they just have it and somebody handed it to them, it's, it's the So the calculation is different. Yep. It, it Great really tip.
0: is. We started this last summer when we go on vacation I would give the kids instead of like everywhere we go, they're like, can we get this? Can we get this? And we went out to Yellowstone. So we were somewhere different, like every Mm -hmm. day. And we gave them um, a set amount of money. Mm -hmm. And funny thing, my son came back with all the money. He he didn't (laughs) buy anything on vacation. He would rather have saved the money to buy a video game. And I was like, are you sure you don't want something to remember this? It, and no. I was like, yeah. it's so funny when you give them that choice and it's a set amount that they are aware of. It, it It is a whole
2: different discussion. And it's a great lesson for both of them. Yeah. Right. As they watch each other. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And suddenly you're back at home and he's got money and she's got a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. That she's never used. Yes. But Whatever. <laughs> you know, that's the no. way
0: vacations go. Um, I, I did think this was interesting kind of in the same vein, um, you said, but sadly, the predominant message in our society for young women is about fashion, home decor, and pop culture. Our society mm-hmm. offers more to young women about how to decorate their apartment than how to pay for their apartment, and that's so true. That is, I incredibly mean,
1: incredibly true.
0: So true. I mean, if you look at any, if you look at Instagram or Pinterest, like it's everywhere. Like all yeah. the things that you should have to decorate your apartment, but but I can't say that I've ever ever seen anything that says, here's how you need to budget for that apartment and what you can actually afford.
2: Right. And, and even just, you know, the dormitories, the amount of money people put into decorating a dorm that you're only going to live in nine months blows my mind. It's like, you could buy your textbooks for that. (laughs) Um, so it's, it is society as a whole Or I shouldn't say maybe a society, but the the marketing machine that is Mm -hmm. our consumer driven economy really pushes all of those things. And then you have it's up to us to look at that and go, okay, I'm here for college. I'm here for because I need a job and I need a place to live when I'm nearby. Okay, that means this I need so much square footage, a place for a bed, make sure I get up, all of those things. Do I need to have a well-appointed bathroom with the right throw pillows <laughs> yeah, on well my bed? Yeah, I bag. can tell you,
0: once you have kids, they're going to destroy it anyway. So don't even worry but about you it. You Yeah. And that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But yeah. Do we
2: need all those throw pillows? They're $50 <laughs> a
0: piece. No, you probably don't. Okay. Well, we do have the wrap up here. So we're going to bring it back. And I want to talk to you about uh, maybe what you want people to have their biggest takeaway be from this book. So stick with us here on Shining Bright. This is Margie Gaylor Allenes. Next week on Shining Bright, it's all about entrepreneurs. I'm talking to two women who have built solid, sustainable, and successful businesses in industries that have been traditionally male. From Megan McKay of Tree Brewing to Christy Jones of R-Jones Collision and Auto Body Shop right here in Iowa, these are some inspiring women you don't want to miss on Shining Bright by Farmher. are wrapping it up here on Shining Bright, uh, Joey. Thank you so much for sticking around. This is way longer than we usually uh, like pull people into the studio, so I appreciate it. But this is a, a great conversation that I think um, needs to be had, whether it's here on the radio or at home with our kids. You know, it's it's just one of those things we need to think about. Um, and as I read the book last night. Uh, there was a lot of things as I got into it, because a lot of the things we've been talking about are kind of from the beginning of the book, you know, like the premise of these things. And and this is why you need to care about these things, right? Um, but a lot of the things that, that are in here are not overwhelming concepts. You You break it down really great of like, when you have a paycheck, here are some great ways to deal with that paycheck. And here is what FICA means, and here is what you know. These different things mean that maybe somebody forgot to tell you about, or it's a weird acronym or something like that. Um, and I liked that, and and it was a reminder for me. I, I some of that I knew, some of it I I maybe had known and forgot, and it's not a part of my thought process day to day. But even for uh, maybe not the young girls who are reading this. Maybe the middle-aged girls who are the 39-year-olds reading this. It's it's a good reminder, uh, but it's not overwhelming, which is why we tend. I tend to go. Eh, I can uh, I don't want to deal with that today.
2: You know, I think people think that you have to make a ton of money before you have to pay attention, and that's not true. That's not One true. of the other uh, things is, especially with technology these days, it's not about balancing a checkbook. It's not. It's mm. those. It's really those core basic concepts. Because the other thing I get asked about is, well, what about this technology or that technology? And it's like, well, those are great tools. But at the end of the day, the concept's all the same. That's just how you keep track. But it's not about you have to understand your own finances. You have to understand what's coming in, what's going out, and make those personal decisions along the way. And then regardless of what kind of tool or app or whatever you use to keep track of it, that's that's just how those you want just to do it. Yeah, that's, additives, those right, are not right. if you understand yeah. the core concepts, yeah. which are basic concepts, there's no math degrees needed. Mm-hmm. Basic fifth grade math will get you through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my biggest thing is this can be simple. It yeah. Don't overthink have, it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Too often we think, oh well, you know, if I if I had that math degree, I would be able to do it. No, you it's don't not. need that at all. It's discipline. It, <laughs> Right, right. The math is actually pretty easy. It's the self-discipline that's really hard. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, and it, there is stuff flying at us from all over the place. You know, it is hard to to separate that. Um, last night, I, I told Tony, I think I did something that might have just changed our lives for the worse. I um, The kids wanted something for a trip that we're taking, like a, a book or something, and I didn't, I was overwhelmed by the day, and I was like, I can't go to Target tonight So look it up and put it in the cart and then add it. And then we can just go pick it up. And it was like the easiest thing ever. And actually the worst ever too. I was like, Oh my gosh, what did we just do? Like I've never done this before. It's like Amazon, but we can like go pick it up. And, and he was like, what did you do? And I'm like, I know I need to like, you know, it's just way too easy when I tell them to add it to the cart, but I was going to get them a book anyway. I just, I just can't handle going to target. But, um, What if, if you had one takeaway that you want a reader to have for this book, you know, one thing that they walked away from it with,
2: what would that be? Wow. Um, Well, I guess the one thing would be your personal worth is not your net worth. You have worth no matter what. Now, if you can manage your finances, you will have a net worth that might be really great but your personal worth is what you really have to focus on. And too often we equate and then get sucked into the concept of, well, your personal worth is really associated with your net worth and that's a rabbit hole we don't want to go down. So I think it's really separating your worth from your money can also help make it more objective. So when you are looking at your accounts or when you are doing planning or just considering a purchase, it's not about, I need this for my personal worth. It's I want that so that later I can have this. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: that's that's perfect, because I think in this world, those do get entangled way too much. So if somebody wanted to read this book that we've been just spent an hour talking about, how would they find it? I know we we talked about Amazon. Is that the best way? You know, it really
2: is that makes it so convenient. So it's in Kindle form and paper and amazon.com. And then it's a girl's guide to personal finance author, Joey beach. There's not, there are a number of other books out there that have that similar thing. So it can get confusing. Um, The other is you can go to um, a girl's guide to personal finance or look Joey beach up. And usually you'll find a link that will get you to me and another link that will get you to my book directly on Amazon.
0: Well, thank you for okay. being here. Yes, thank you. This so much. wonderful. And thank congratulations on, on taking the dive into being an author. I think it's very cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Of course. And everybody, thanks for joining us here on Shining Bright. You've been listening to Shining Bright by Farmherd. Be sure to listen Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM's Rural Radio 147 and the Sirius XM app. And now, go Shine Bright.